Satan has been about his appointed duty. We've had a wonderful revival. Amen. Yep. Amen. That's exactly right. Uh, and the one thing that you'll find out uh, as you're trying to do the Lord's work, uh, Satan is busy at his. Um, if he can't, if he can't attack you personally, there are plenty of willing people around that are, that he can use at will. Uh, and so, just be prepared. Don't think it's anything. Uh, don't think it's anything personal. It's just you doing what God's called you to do and He can't take it. Amen. 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 Alright. Any others? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Quail Haven. Any others? Praise this prayer request. Any other? Excuse me one second. <coughs> Ragweed. Uh, uh, I had a privilege this morning of uh, being in a Sunday school class. I didn't do a lot of teaching. Did a lot of talking and listening. Uh, and so uh, it was a joy to, to sit in that class and ask them their opinion about things and where they wanted to go and what they wanted to do and what they wanted to learn. And, uh, and so uh, it was a joy for me to be in there. It was a joy to listen to them. Uh, of course, uh, getting, getting them to talk is about like getting somebody to talk out here on Wednesday night. It, it, it's, it's tough. You know, you got to throw the line out there, let them swallow it, and drag it out. But it, anyway, it it worked. Uh, we got enough to go on, and we know what to look forward to next year. Uh, just so you know, our youth are sound. Amen. Amen. Yes, they, they, they're our future. They're our future, and so uh, we have some things in the work that's going to it's uh, going to stretch them out of their little comfort zones a little bit, and. Uh, yeah, I got their eyes. They're looking at me now. I got their attention. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's going to stretch them out of their comfort zones a little bit, but the main thing it's going to do, it's going to prepare them to be leaders in a church somewhere. Wow. Amen? Yeah. And that's what we do. We raise up the next generation. Somewhere out there, there's a church that's raising up leaders, future leaders for us here. And some of you people aren't going to move away. Some of you young people are going to stay here. And this is your church. This is your home. And you're going to be leaders here. And you're going to be joined by people you have no idea who they are. And for the next, I don't know, 70, 80 years, Deep Creek Baptist Church is going to thrive unless God calls us home. 
So you guys are the future. Yep, I know. I see you. I see y'all shaking your head and all that. You don't understand it because y'all are young. Y'all ten foot tall and bulletproof. Uh, but it won't be long, and you'll be like me, about six foot tall, and can die any day. You know. So uh, <laughs> it's getting there. All right. So uh, it's just a blessing. It was just a blessing to be in there. So let's go to the Lord in prayer and uh, and we'll continue with the worship service. Most glorious Lord God, we love you. Lord, we thank you for this day, this beautiful day to gather in your house together, coming off revival. Lord, we're on fire for you. Don't let the coals grow cold. Lord, let us let us continue to grow. Let us continue to move through. Lord, we ask you to put around and, and, and quench the darts that Satan throws at us in the coming weeks. Lord, we ask you to please, please put a hedge of protection around these young folks. They're being inundated all day long with things that aren't so. Lord, we ask you to uh, let them seek us out. Let them seek out the deacons. Let them seek out the preacher. Let them seek out their parents, the Sunday school teachers for advice that's sound and true wisdom based in your word. For their hearts, Lord. For their hearts. Lord, we lift up the, uh, the, uh, the family that's grieving the loss of Wayne. God, we just know that you need to wrap your arms around them. And all those families that are grieving because of COVID and because of death, their loved ones, Lord, we ask you to, to just wrap your arms around them. Let them feel your presence. Lord, you're the only one who can heal a broken heart. You're the only one who can comfort someone who has great loss. Lord, we pray that they come to understand who you are so that they can see their loved ones again. We ask, Lord, that not anyone that we come in contact with cross the threshold into, into the eternity without having heard the gospel and making a profession one way or the other. Lord, we don't want them bound in hell for ignorance. We want them there because if that's their decision, not because they didn't hear the word of God. We ask that none go there, Lord. But we understand that some will. We have folks that don't believe you exist, Lord. And we ask you to break their hearts. Touch them so that they can come to understand that you created them for your glory. Not ours. Your glory. Not their glory. Lord, I ask you to be with uh, uh, Joy as she has her surgery uh, Tuesday. Lord, we ask you to guide the doctors. Be with them. May everything go according to well, according to your plans. And Lord, let her come out and praise you for what you've done for her. Lord, we know that, that she trusts you. And in Jesus' name, we're praying today for her. Lord, those that are healing, that need healing, we lift them up to you. Lord, we give you praise and mercy for our brother David who's returned to us. God, we just love you. You're working. Lord, all these on the prayer list, we lift them up to you. Quail Haven, Lord, we ask you to, to just make a mighty stand in there. We ask you to be at Magnolia Gardens. We ask you to be at Pine Lake. All of the elder care facilities, Lord, in this county, we ask you to intervene and go in there and protect those people. They are our parents and grandparents, Lord, and we love you. We're honoring them today by gathering in your name here. Lord, we love you. We thank you that we're able to gather in a place today free from tyranny, free from uh, uh, judgment, free from uh, persecution for the time being. 
We're aware of everything that's going around. We understand your plan. You have a plan. We may not understand it. We may not know the timing, but you do. And we praise you and trust you for that. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Our offertory hymn is 605. 605. In the sweet by and by.
Well, once again, good morning. Uh, if you have your Bibles, if you will turn to the book of John, chapter 5. While you're doing that, I'm going to take a drink of water. This week has been a, it's been a busy week. Uh, I had roadblocks every night coming to Revival. And, and those of you who are here understand what I'm saying. Uh, and then the rest of the week I've had darts and, and cannonballs and everything else thrown at me. Uh, Sharon asked me last night about 8.30, where are you going? I said, I'm going to bed, I'm tired. She said, tired? I said, yeah. I said, I am wore out. And I went to bed. Woke up this morning freezing to death. Two boys in the bed with me. The little one up next to my back. I got about six inches of bed. The older one rolled up like a cocoon in all the covers and me and the little one freezing. So I, I told him, I said, I'm, I'm sleeping by myself tonight if I got to go get a hotel room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's all good. Uh, I'm going to preach today from starting in the verse in verse 16, and I'm going to run until I feel like I uh, I need to quit. Uh, I'm going to read to you from the New King James today, and next Sunday I'll read, I'll be back to the to the King James. But I felt like this version of what I want to preach about says it best for me. It says it best for the uh, just. I feel like this is what I need to say and this is how I need to say it. Uh, so we're going to start in verse 16. And it says, Honor the Father and the Son. And what had happened was, prior to this, Jesus had healed a guy, put him in the, in the pool of Bethesda on the Sabbath. Imagine that. And it fired up the Pharisees. And then when he, when he claimed that he and the Father was the same, they were wanting to kill him even the more. Remember, I, we in our Bible study, uh, we're fixing to go into 19, chapter 19, uh, in Matthew. And 19 is, is kind of preparing us because on verse 20, the paradigm shifts goes. That's in verse 20 of Matthew. They're really out to kill Jesus. And so uh, John got there a little quicker. But that's okay. Uh, it's right before he fed the 5,000. And so we're getting another perspective of what went on. And so it says, uh, so I'm going to start reading in verse 16. It says, For this reason the Jews persecu uh, persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him, because he had done these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them and said, My father has been working until now, and I have been working. But, the, but Jesus uh, Therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he uh, not only broke the Sabbath, but he also said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. And then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the, uh, for whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater work than these that you may marvel. 
For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. For the Father judges not one, but his but has uh, but committed all, just, all judgment to the Son. That all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He has done... Uh, he does not honor the Son, does not honor the Father who sent Him. Let me rephrase that, read that again. For the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son, that all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent Him. I'm going to go on to 24. Most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death unto life. Most assuredly I say to you, the hour is coming and uh, now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. Let's pray. Father God, I love you. I thank you for this day. Lord, I ask you to open your word to us. I ask you, God, to, to, to let it touch the hearts that need to be touched. I ask you, Lord, to let us put aside the distractions of this day. Let us put aside the worries and stresses of this week. Let us not worry about what we do tomorrow. Let us concentrate on worshiping you. Fill this place with your spirit. Lord, we're going forward to read your word. Open it up. Allow me to decrease you, increase, so that those that need to hear what they need to hear, get it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Whew. Jesus is talking to us. He's telling us here, he's telling the Pharisees, if you believe in my Father, then you believe me. If you don't believe in me, then you don't believe in my Father. God has called each one of us the same way. Christ died on the cross for us. For us. If you accept it, then you have life. He's telling you here, there's those that are going to receive life. Everlasting. And if you don't, you're going to receive the judgment. Who's going to do the judging? Christ. Who's going to be sitting there with Him Judging the sins of the world. The saints. So when somebody asks you, what do you think you are, a saint? You should say, amen, yes I am, I'm saved by grace. That should be our response. Amen, yes I am, I'm saved by grace. And you're going to get people saying, well how can God just throw people away? He's not. He throws no one. Remember, He tells us that His wish is for no one to perish. But he knows they are. Why? Because we're a fallen sinful people. He knows we're a fallen sinful people. And so, when we arrive in heaven for everlasting life, we have received grace and mercy. Not of our own selves, but because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and our believing in Him. When an unsaved person arrives there, he receives judgment. He's not treated any different. He got what he deserved. He got what he deserved. The reason that we're receiving grace is because we believed and we were shown mercy. He washed our sins away. He took them away. He paid the cross 
on the cross for our debt. See, we had a debt that we owed God for being disobedient. Even though we were born with that, it was still our debt to pay. And yet, He took it for us. And this week, it, it dawned on me, all the trials and tribulations we go through in life. I was shocked and hurt when I got the, the message that, that David was in the hospital. I was shocked and hurt when I heard about other people I know passing away this week. It, it hurts me when I lose a friend. I almost question, Lord, why am I still here? I know the answer. Because I'm not through with you yet. You don't know the plans I have for you. My plans are not your plans. And so I was thinking, you know, in my prayers I, I, I pray and I pray for y'all and I pray for individuals and, and, and I know who needs what because I ask questions and I listen to conversation. And so if I call you and say, look, what's bothering you is because God has put you on my heart. And I need to know what's going on so that I'll know when I do my, de my, my devotions before God how to pray for you specifically. Not that my prayers are any better than yours. It's just God's guiding me in how I'm doing it. Like He should be guiding you. But I found out, listening this week and praying and just watching how things work through the revival, we go to God in prayer and He's there and He's listening. And God says, now I'm going to use me as the example because this is the way it came to me. I hear you. I heard you when you asked me to heal so-and-so. I heard you when you asked me to touch someone's heart so they could come to salvation. I heard you when you did things and I seen you when you did things on your own power instead of my power. I was there. I seen it. I long for you to tell me that thing that's bothering you deep down in your heart. You need to tell me so I can fix it. I long for you and I see you when you struggle. I watch you maintain your happiness when you're stressed beyond measure. I watch you in your weakest moments before you sleep. I try to Enter your dreams at night so you'll sleep in peace. Not be restless. So that when you wake up in the morning, you'll do what you normally do, your routine. You'll thank me. Thank you, God, for this another day. I will try my best to guide you. I see you. You got to call on me more than you do. You got to trust me more than you do. I'm here for you. It breaks my heart when you fall down. And this is him talking to me because of your hard head. I have a hard head. It breaks my heart because you think I'm too busy for you. I was never too busy for you. I am never too busy for you. I was there when you cried out for me for your salvation. That moment I entered you. I've been with you ever since. Trust me. Trust me. I've watched you grow over all these times. 
I watch the thoughts that you put aside in your head that you wash out. I watch the ones that you dwell on. Some are the greatest thoughts in the world. Some aren't. I watch you as you try to control your temper when things are out of control and you have no control. Rather than crying out to me and saying, help me Lord, you try to fix it yourself. And I watch you mess it up. And then I come along with you as you humble yourself before those that you blew up at and ask for forgiveness. And I watch you cry before me at night. I watch you cry before me in the day for your loved ones and for your family, for your friends, for your congregation. I need you to cry before me for you. I need you to cry before me for you. There's a lot of people praying for you. But you need to pray for you. And see all that come to me this week. I've spent so much time, and it's not wrong. I just leave a little bit of time for me. I'm way down on the bottom of the list. And that's okay. And that's okay. But I'm not spending enough time in my prayers personally with Him. I'm spending a lot of time in my prayers personally with y'all and with the world, which is my job. And so he's telling me, look, I'm listening. I'm waiting for you to cry to me so I can guide you. There are steps you need to take that only I can walk you through. And I'm sharing this today because I know every one of you sitting in here today and watching on there have those same things. There's things that we need to walk. There's a path that we need to walk. And we can only get there through the wisdom and guidance of the Holy Spirit. And that's why these verses speak to me. If you don't have my Father, you don't have me. If you don't see and know my Father, you don't know me. We are the same. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they are the same all the time. We come through revival. And I'm going to tell you something. It was tough. Revival was tough. I had 42 places to be at the same time and couldn't get to them. And it didn't let up the rest of the week. And it's not going to let up next week, but that's okay. That's okay. And then things happen. <coughs> and it's okay. What is the cave and the roadblock that's blocking us? I'm going to paraphrase Eugene. I'm not living in a cave. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm not living in a cave. I'm not going to live in a cave. <coughs> I'm going to walk proud. My voice is leaving me. I'm sorry, I don't know why. Some more of them darts Satan's throwing. <clears throat> I'm going to walk proud in my salvation and love others. It's all about love. Jesus loved us before we loved Him. Jesus loved us before we knew Him. <coughs> I don't know where that's coming. It's wagweed. It's terrible. And so our job is to walk out. We're not to be afraid. We're victors. We're victors. Now our name is etched in the book of life. Satan cannot erase our name from that book. You understand that? That book resides in heaven with God. Our name is in it. 
There's another book he's going to crack open, and that's going to be what we've done with the gift of salvation. What's it going to read like? Is it going to read like the tombstone I don't want put in the graveyard yet? Is it going to say, Jerry Wilson, May 15, 1958, dash. And then it has a little subtitle in there, 1974, salvation. From 1974 to the end, what have I done with the gift of salvation? What have I done with it? Who have I influenced for Christ? Who have I influenced away from Christ? Who have I hindered? Who have I blessed? Are my children saved? Are my grandchildren saved? Is my spouse saved? Gentlemen, I'm talking to the men. You're going to stand before God and you're going to give an answer for what you've done with your family. The salvation of the family rests directly upon the head of the house. Who has God ordained as head of the house? The Father. That doesn't mean you can save them. You can't. But that means you can do everything you can to put them in a position to be saved. You can put them in a position to know who Christ is. And I want to be able to stand there and say, Yes, Lord, I did my duty. I want to be able to stand there. Yes, Lord, I shared the gift of the gospel. Yes, Lord, I hope some come to Christ. Lord, I hope some turn their life around. Lord, I hope you forgive me for those that I drove away. And then I want to hear, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want you to hear, each one of you. Each one of you. If you're here today and you don't know who Christ is, you better get with the program. Like Eugene said, we're living in the final days. I don't know when He's coming back. It could be tomorrow. It could be 10 years from now. It could be another 100 years. But I know this, it won't be 2,000. Things are setting up too fast. Things are setting up too fast. If you've read the book of Revelation and you've studied the Word of God, prophecy is being fulfilled as we speak. Just some indicators. Plagues, famines, earthquakes. The number of earthquakes is increasing. Trifold. Trifold. There's been more earthquakes since in the first 20 years of 2021 there has been in history. Said you're gonna have birth pains, earthquakes, signs of the time, wars, rumors of wars. The last time I checked was a couple of months ago. There was 183 wars going on on this planet. It's a lot. It's a lot. You got people that are that are living and doing things that, when I was a kid, your ages, your young people, was unheard of. They would have, my parents would have beat me to death if I'd have done some of the things that these kids get to do today. And, and, and I don't mean, when I use the word beat, I don't mean beat, beat. I just get a whooping. And one that I, my dad would be carrying me to school in the back of a pickup because I couldn't sit down. 
when it was still legal to ride in the back of a pickup. We have a generation of participation trophy receivers who are running this country. We need to pray for a revival in our country. We need to pray for people to humble themselves before God. I can assure you this. Every child that played in a league where everybody got a trophy and nobody kept score, those kids on the field know who won and lost. They kept score. I can assure you of that. Our world is upside down and God's telling us, trust me. Trust me, I am the answer. I know when things are going to happen. Trust me. All the things that went on with me this week and with you this week is not a shock to God. What may have shocked him some is some of my responses. But I don't even know if that shocked him because he knows me. He knows me way better than I know me. You know that little deep down secret that I'm afraid if everybody finds out about it they ain't going to like me? Yeah, he knows about that. He knows about y'all's too. But we serve a God who is involved and active. We serve a God who is ready to save those who cry out to him. And we need to. No one needs to leave here today without accepting Christ, period. No one. Whether you accepted Him a long time ago or whether you're just now ready to accept Him and realize that you thought you had accepted Him, today's the day. Today's the day. Because He tells you in His Word right here, He tells you, I can't of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is flawless and righteous. Because I do not seek my own, but the will of the Father who sent me. That was verse 30. I do not seek my own. I can do nothing of myself. I can do nothing of myself. I need Christ every moment, every breath. I need Him to dominate my life. That way I can be a better preacher. I can be a better pastor. I can be a better father. I can be a better husband. I can be a better papa. I can be a better friend. I can be a better me. And my goal, and it should be your goal too, is not to be better than anybody else but to be better than myself. And if I strive to be better than myself tomorrow than I was today, then I'm honoring God in that because I'm putting Him first. He's the only way I can change what I have going on in my life. Him and Him alone. So I'm going to give you an opportunity today at the end of this to get right with God. You can do it in a pew. The altar is a great place to do it. It'll be open. If you have not made a decision for Jesus Christ, I invite you to do so today. Your eternity depends on it. You need to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. You need to know that if you was to go home today from here without having made that decision 
and you get in an accident and you happen to die, your eternity's set. Your eternity's set. And you need to know where that's going to be. You can live life. It takes a lot of pressure off of you to know where you're going to spend eternity. And the Bible tells you, you will spend it with me. I go to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I told you, in my Father's house are many mansions. You're going to go from whatever you're living in to a mansion in heaven. Think about that. Think about it. In the presence of God Almighty. For eternity. Versus in the presence of the demons in a lake of fire and darkness and screaming and gnashing of teeth and turmoil forever knowing the fact that you passed up your opportunity to paradise. I think that's the most tormenting thing of all is you're going to be separated forever. Forever is a long time. And if you've wandered away from God and the call of God, today's the day to wander back. Come back into the fold. He's waiting for you. Our, offer, our closing hymn is just as I am. You don't have to do anything. Come forward. God will take care of it. He will do it. That's His job. Our job is to give you the opportunity. To give you the message. To let you know that sin leads to death and destruction. And every one of us are born that way. Headed to death and destruction. My little brother one time said, you know what? People are born to die. What a profound statement. God set a time limit for about 120 years. Very few of us make it because we rebel against God. Our tents are weak. When you hear the Bible talk about a tent, it's talking about this. This body. It's weak. It's perishing every day. Every day we live, we get closer to death. Every day. When you're young, you have no sense of mortality. You're going to live forever. When you're in middle age, you're busy working, trying to establish yourself so that you can feed your families and so you can look forward to the future a little bit. And then when you get into older age, you think about the coulda, shoulda, wouldas. The coulda, shoulda, wouldas. I coulda did this. I shoulda done that. I would have done this. But you didn't. Same thing holds true for a loved one when they pass. We go to grieve. We love them to death. We can't. We're going to miss them. And then a few days after... Everyone leaves and it quietens down. All the food quits coming and the neighbors quit checking on you. And it's quiet. The coulda, shoulda, wouldas creep in. You know, I coulda did this for so and so. I shoulda did this. I would have done that. And we forget about that at the moment that we made the decisions not to could or not to should or not to woulda, we were perfectly fine with that decision. Perfectly fine with it. Because we didn't realize that that was the last time we were going to see them. But we didn't realize they didn't have as much time as we thought. And so we get into that position. I could have, I should have, and I would have. 
but you didn't, and you were okay with it at the time. Don't be, don't be unokay with it because you can't. That's just a fact of life. I don't want anyone here to leave here today and their family had to say, I coulda, shoulda, woulda because you didn't. Now I know for a fact that I'm going to see my family again when I die. Because they're saved and their salvation is set and I'm going to see them in heaven. And I'm going to see a lot of folks in heaven who did. And the ones I'm going to miss are those who didn't. Because they coulda, they shoulda, and they would have, but time ran out. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I love you. I thank you for this day. Lord, I ask you to, to bless our time together. I ask, Lord, that if somebody's sitting here today and they're nervous, and you're, this message has tweaked them in any way, whether they've been a believer for a long time and need to just unload for God, let them do it. Lord, I ask you to be with those who never made a relationship with Christ, that they don't wait until it's too late. I don't want them to have to say, coulda, shoulda, woulda. I don't want them to stand before you and say, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Lord, I want them to come here today. I want them to be set free. Let them recognize the fact that you died for them. Let them recognize the fact that they're a sinner and they need you. And you're the only way to heaven. Lord, if you, if you just worshiping you and you've got a great relationship with you, but there's something just not right. Today's the day. Today's the day. Let's put it all out. Let's start afresh. We're on a revival, Lord. Let's, let's keep reviving. I love you. I trust you. I trust the Holy Spirit to work. And ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hymn number 430.